Welcome to Roast Mortem Cast. I'm Travis. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, no one else is here? Alright, just me. Um, I guess we'll roll theme song. Da 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 so I was told by Tom that we lost the first 15 minutes of the show. And uh, little does he know that I actually deleted it because I am the master of how's your week. So I'm just basically going to sum up everyone's week for them. Uh, so this week we actually are joined by Will from Heavy Hole. Let's see. So Tom... What did you do? Uh, he went to uh, Planet Fitness and got ringworm. Mike probably chipped a tooth. And Will from Heavy Hole, how was your week? For those of you that can't understand guttural vocals, uh, he was talking about he's happy that he's going back to shows on Long Island. Something about entombed intestines or visceral body hate or side i don't know some weird band but yeah that's how his week my week <sighs> there we go now i have extra time for my week it was good that's it so it seems like my master plan also kind of had a hitch here because we lost the beginning of the episode but you know what's really cool is now i can add music and make this an epic tale so tonight we are going way back it's been a while since we took a trip to rome and we are going to be roasting the infamous roman emperor nero now you may have heard the expression uh nero fiddled while rome burned but he actually didn't fiddle because there's no fiddles back then. And he may have not even played an instrument because he was a kind of a talentless idiot. But did you know that Nero was actually the inspiration for the Antichrist? That's right. The whole 666 and Mark of the Beast was all inspired by this crazy emperor. So let's jump right into it. Nero was born Lucius Dominus Abahanbaris, and he was born in 37 AD in Antietam, Italy. His father was this dude named Gainus, and he was second cousins to Gaius Caesar, you know, the big guy, the one you think of. So his mother was this chick called Agrippina the Younger. She was actually cousins to Caligula. Uh, you may have heard of that guy. He was emperor when Nero was born. And we will be talking about Caligula uh, soon. Now, we're also going to really talk a lot about Nero's mom, Agrippina. But we're only going to scratch the surface of her fucked up life. 
because I kind of want to do like a Phantom Menace episode where we go back and roast Nero's mom because there's just so much juicy shit there that uh, I want to make the star of the show our little brat Nero. So Nero's father dies when he's three. There may have been a little bit of foul play there. And then Caligula's assassinated and this dude, Claudius, steps in and Agrippina gets her hot grippy veg all up in there and becomes Claudius's fourth wife and Nero becomes Claudius's adopted son. Now Agrippina is like the OG helicopter mom. Uh, you know those moms that like would do their kids homework or you know complain to the teachers and just try to get their hit kid ahead at any cost. Agrippina hooks him up with a wife at the age of 16. Her name is Octavia, and she is Nero's stepsister. Just like a Pornhub uh, clip right there. Well, I think they may have been like, she may have been like changing the laundry or something and uh, had one of those weird moments. Now, Agrippina may have just poisoned her new husband, Claudius, in order to get little Nero here on the throne. There's some debate about that, but uh, we'll go into the deets in a future episode. Now, the thing was, was that Nero had a stepbrother. Uh, so Claudius had a son that was before Nero. His name was Britannicus. And Nero was like, I need to become emperor, so I got to fuck that bitch ass up. And just like little mommy there, he had Britannicus poisoned just for him to get out of the way and there would be no challenging Nero. Looks like Tom, Mike, and Will are back in it. We're going to kill this sweet-ass epic music and just go back in the episode. Enjoy the rest of the show. So, so little Nero, Tom, you brought up a point, right? So Claudius has a son, and his name is Britannicus. Um, so Agrippina, is, is she has to try to make her son more important than the, you know, his first kid, right? So the first thing she does is she hooks up um, young, I think he's 14 at the time, I believe, young Nero with a wife, um, 16, sorry. He was 16, got a wife. Her name was Octavia. And she was also, yeah, she was also, Mike, you're familiar with this, uh, Nero's stepsister. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Have you been on the internet recently? Stepsister. No, I unplugged my computer a long time ago. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> it was probably like uh, Octavia was like changing the laundry or something, and Nero came downstairs and was like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Don't tell Dad. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible world. Yeah. It really is. Who makes those ca- Who do you think makes those titles? Is there someone typing that out? <laughs> <laughs> they... They've probably re researched a lot of Roman history because there's a lot of incest <laughs> going on <laughs> in, in this story. The story hey, history repeats itself, I guess. Yeah. Shit. So now, okay, now, so now he's got literally uh, Claudius's daughter married to her son. So now Agrippina may have just poisoned her new husband, Claudius. You know, because he's got to get, he's got to die for Nero to like take the throne. Yeah. So. Um, there's some debate on whether or not she actually poisoned him. And again, I'm going to, sorry, I'm, I'm going to say save the details for a future episode. It involves butt stuff and it's hilarious, but we'll be here forever <laughs> if we, 
talk oh, about wow. everything shitty she did. So now that Nero is like standing at the footsteps of, you know, being the emperor, right? Uh, he's like, gotta get rid of my stepbrother. So he poisons Britannicus. And now Nero is the emperor. No one to challenge him. He's only the age of uh, 16. Um, and he's actually the youngest Roman emperor to date. What? That's, uh, it just takes a little poison to get ahead. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, now we could check for poisons, but back then it was just like, obviously these chicken wings were not cooked all the way through, <laughs> and your yeah. fierce leader is dead. And Did, uh, here's a 16-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> 16 years old. You hear that, all you 16-year-olds that p please don't listen to the show because this is 18+. plus. Uh, if you ever want to get rid of an e enemy, bring them Buffalo Wild Wings. They will get poisoned. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's for sure. I've had a hard time there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You ever get the, like, the, the, the hot ones? Like, the, like You try all the hot ones at once. It's like a platter they have there. What was it like? Uh, it just burns your asshole. That's all I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, don't re I don't recommend that one. It's just not fun to eat. I remember had I had a wing at that venue that's on the South Shore, the Pearl Jam one. I think. Oh wow! Yeah, what, what was you remember that? that? E Even Flow. Yeah, yeah. They used, they used to have death metal shows there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I I saw a show there, and it made me sign a waiver for their wing. Really? And, <laughs> yeah. It was not that spicy, but it did poison my butthole the next day. That's the it worst part. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame that it only, wasn't more spicy. If only Eddie Vedder knew <laughs> yeah. what, what went on. You could kind of he, you could hear it in your head, listening to Eddie Vedder bite into a wing and go, yeah. <laughs> I think that was their tagline before they closed down. They're like, when you snap into our wings, you can hear Eddie Vedder whisper, whisper, tender. <laughs> trying to rush cool air yeah. across his tongue out of desperate, <laughs> desperate measures. Get the Jeremy yeah. wings. Whoa. <laughs> so, so wings aside, our little Nero boy is now emperor, and he changes his name. When you become emperor, you have to. I mean, originally he was at this point he was Lucius. But now he is actually Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Jesus. Hmm. What is the Nero from? I don't actually know, to be honest. I didn't find that out in my research. But all of these other titles are obviously Claudius was his dad. Caesar just means emperor. Augustus was one of the biggest um, Roman emperors before him. And Germanicus, I believe he added that because... At that point, they had a this massive expansion in the Germany, um, so he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm the emperor of Germany," but I don't right. know where Nero came from. Right, like everything else sounds familiar, and then Nero's thrown in there, like you know, nice guy, like right yeah. at the top, nice <laughs> uh, guy, just, Tom from Huntington, Long Island. Yeah. I'm I'm just gonna go and say that he thought it was cool. Me too. I think he just sounded dope. <laughs> sounds sick. He's not wrong. So. Obviously, that whole thing of Nero um, playing the fiddle while Rome burned. You might have guessed it. You may have heard that Nero was one of those artsy-fartsy music boys. Ah. An acting boy. Mm. He was a thespian. Yeah. Back when there were actual thespians. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't sound, doesn't sound like my type. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fucking musicians, man. I hate those. Yeah, right? Always fucking it up. Yep. 
Well, Will, I mean, Will, you, uh, you are a singer, so th- we're going to have some tips, hot tips, coming up later on near how Nero preserved his singing voice. So you might oh. want to get your notebook out. Oh, yeah? He, did, did he do gutturals? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but he, he may have uh, made his uh, opposition do gutturals, and we'll talk about <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, Nero loved to act. He loved to sing, and he didn't fiddle because there was no fiddle. He played the lyre. Yeah, there was no bowed instruments at the time um, in Rome. There were in other places around the world, not in Rome. They have drums. Everyone has drums, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you have drums right in front of you. That's true. I didn't didn't really think about it. I took it for granted, kind of, the fingers. Look at this. I just hooked this thing up. It's one of those MPDs. Are you making beats, Tom? I'm making beats now. It's me and Jay Dilla. That's cool. Yeah. Actually, how much was that bad boy? I don't know. It was a birthday gift that I just opened. Uh, That's birthday, how busy Tom. I've been. Thank you. So Nero did his best to do anything other than rule Rome. I mean, it's partying, singing, acting, attending the gladiatorial games. But the big thing that Nero was totally into was the Olympics going on right now. Wow. How appropriate. Is it yeah. still? <laughs> Is it going on? Yeah. I think so. No shame. No shame from the East. They are just doing it four o'clock in the morning. They're pole vaulting. People are getting Corona. They're having a, it's rough right mm-hmm. now. I don't think it, they added skateboarding. Yeah. Like, what are these people thinking? Just wrestle. God damn it. <laughs> I saw something. Well, it was like, it were like whitewater rafting, but it was like, they had to go through these like obstacles too. It was pretty fucking intense. Maybe they had to like add new sports just yeah, to, to find enough athletes of, yeah. that are ashamed of America but want to represent America. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Basically, yeah. They had to keep be, attacking they, them they, up. Yeah. So that's really interesting that you guys are talking about all these newfangled uh, things that they added into the Olympics. Um, because Nero himself, first of all, he postponed the Olympics for two years just so he could attend. Because I guess he was doing, like, the induction ceremonies to becoming an emperor and doing all these... Fa- oh, wait, guys. You got to wait. Because uh, I got to go to the Olympics. Yeah, I have to become an emperor, and then I'm going to have this orgy that lasts for, like, I don't know, three months. Then I'm going to go camping <laughs> in someone's skin for another three months. You know, it's these people. These people. So, so would you guys... You know, you talked about skateboarding and fucking weird whitewater rafting. How about adding... Singing and acting to the Olympics. Oh my! Oh, like God. Uh, America's Got Talent kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Simon Cowell ass bitch. That'd be dope. You would I mean, like that? You would watch it? No, but <laughs> 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 I guess people need you know they need more exposure. I guess to go and do it. Maybe we get a gold medal for singing or some shit. They or or playing the drums. Could you just imagine the sweat coming off the brow? The guy who was elected to go tell him that singing isn't a sport. <laughs> like, ah. Do you hey, train uh, for it? Nero, you know that singing thing? Uh, not really competitive, right? You know, like, yeah, just murdered. Murdered halfway through a sentence. Yeah. You Watch can't speak sing. against an emperor? Yeah, you can't speak. You can't sing against. You can't speak you against You can't lose against him. Right. Just let him win. Yeah. Bingo. Uh, obviously. Obviously, Nero wanted to participate. Yeah, I couldn't see this little drama kid throwing a javelin or running more than a center le- or stage left. You know, he's, he's not running no marathons. 
They still got gladiators around this time and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, is that yeah. an Olympic sport back in the day or no? That was like a different kind of thing. Well, you can think of gladiators as, I'm going to say like more like professional, like professional wrestling. Oh, okay. Because a lot of people think, this is like a common misconception with gladiators. Is I mean, we've seen the movie Gladiator, and it's like, you think it's this blood sport, but... The majority of gladiator, yeah, people did die as a gladiator, but the majority of them were pre-planned, so uh, they already had a winner, and you didn't want to fuck up your gladiator because that was something you paid for. You know, like, why kill someone right off the bat when you put all this training in and, like, all this stuff? So, so it's all choreographed, most of them? Not, uh, mo- most of the time. There's different events, but the majority of gladiators were not... In the majority of events, it wasn't a fight to the death like you'd imagine. Well, they did. Damn. Didn't they throw prisoners in there, and they were kind of like fodder, like the confetti yes. kind of thing? They could just kill them off, right? They they would give them like a weapon. Oh, uh, yeah. But, sometimes but they weren't gonna win because yeah, they yeah. were, you know, they were starving for days, and yeah. like, they're against yeah. like lions and shit and chariots. Yeah. Yeah, you like that, give, give a guy like a, a leg from a chair and then put him up, <laughs> up against a lion and a bear. Well, it's uh, yeah, gl- gladiator stuff is super interesting because there's actually like, you know, with wrestling, there's like the heel and the face, right? So there's these like preset roles for gladiators, like, and they'd have like certain gladiators would only face other types of gladiators. So there, have you ever seen the gladiator that has like the net and a triton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he only faces this other guy that has two swords and like shin guards. Oh. oh, so like there's these like set roles and it has to go. Yeah, it's super interesting. I never knew that. Wow. I always saw the guy with the net and I was like, you poor sucker. Hmm. <laughs> you just hey, got yeah, tangled in that thing, though. I'm not saying you couldn't do some damage, but you got guys with swords and, you know, all this other crazy. There's a lion. Maybe he figured out how to use the net to like tangle up the swords yeah. and grab one. Yeah, it's not impossible. Like, but, you know, all fucked if up. you're one of those prisoners and they're like, don't worry, our guys use these all the time. <laughs> yeah. You're just basically throwing a tablecloth at these people. Yeah, like, it's a crab net. <sighs> yeah, got to be sad. So now that now Nero, um, yeah, no, no gladiators in the Olympics. They did have wrestling, um, but like Greco-Roman wrestling, right? Um, but now Nero can enter the Olympics. He's got his singing and dancing and and acting, uh, you know, events to do. Okay. Nero was going to win, as we mentioned. Like, no one's going to, like, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, Nero, you lost. Um, You're the emperor. Sorry, you lost to this guy. Um, Nero's voice was described as feeble and weak. But, again, he was almost always guaranteed a W. But at the same time, he still went out of his way to bribe judges, which was really dumb. (laughs) Well, I mean, he has endless money. Well, yeah. So I was just saying, hey, uh, you know how I'm supposed to win? Well, thanks. This is for you. So here's where we get into the guttural vocals here. Um, mm. He he had a one of these competitions. I don't know if it was the Olympics or a similar event in Rome. Uh, he felt a little threatened. Um, so there was this very talented singer at the time. And Nero's like, this guy's going to beat me. <laughs> I'm a little scared here. I want that gold, even though I have all the gold in the world. Yeah, I could just kind of take it after if he does. Yeah. Win it. yeah. Mm. So it. he had, 
Yeah, he had one of his gladiator bodyguards go up to this actor and smash his throat in with a stone tablet. Oh, my God. Damn. (laughs) They could just pay him off. Like, hey, don't enter the Olympics. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck, man. (laughs) Yeah, paid all these other guys off. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Travis, I don't know if I'm throwing any... uh, I don't know if I'm killing any foreshadowing or anything like that or slowing you down, but I heard that there was an event where he uh, was in a chariot race. That right, that is right there. Yeah. Just so do it. Yeah. So uh, the only sport that um, Nero could really compete in was chariot racing, uh, as you mentioned, Tom. And somehow, miraculously, he got a gold <laughs> medal or he won the race the chariot race, after being thrown off his chariot mid-race and not stepping anywhere near the finish. So he just, like, walks up all fucking dusty. And the guy's like, yeah, Nero, you won! <laughs> While, like, his horses are fucking... Don't kill me. Ah, kill me! <laughs> They're running wild. And I think that the well, the sources I was looking at said that the chariots had two horses each, but his had, like, five or six his had 10. Oh, his 10. Okay, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. He still fell off that shit. I would say that that's like a will. I mean, that's the ancient segue, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bopping yeah. around. Let, yeah, as, let, let me adjust the reins on my 10 horses. Just got cheat codes. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's probably why, uh, why he crashed. There was like 10 horses. He has too, too much, much control. Right? Yeah. Jeez. So... He liked to perform and do these, these uh, this theater and stuff, but he was so serious about his acting and specifically his singing that he hired a, guy, uh, a person named a phonasicus or a voice coach who would follow him around. And whenever he started to give speeches to like the Senate or like the people, um, or whenever he got angry and started sh- shouting, this phonasicus would be like, hey, Preserve your voice. You can't, you can't speak. Remember, there's no microphone, so you've got to project your voice mm. to people. And so you had this guy come, oh, Nero, you got you to stop. That was his only job? Yeah, pretty much. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good gig. Nero. Yeah, got to follow him around all day and be like, chill out. You know. Like, your one <laughs> job is to catch the guy who's not very good with his voice and tell him how to do it. You're going to piss him off eventually. Well, you just got to tell him not to yell. Yeah. Yeah, inside voices, but we're outside. Inside, yeah. inside. Though. Yeah, bring it down to a seven. <laughs> so, as I said, some days he would not address the Senate just to save his voice. Because if you remember, if you know any with Rome, like you've got the emperor, but then you've got the Senate. This is like there's democracy going on still. It's just as fucked as today. Everyone's bought out, but uh, there's a Senate, right? That that people get elected by. So. There was a major rebellion by the Gauls, and Nero was nowhere to be seen in the Senate to like address the Senate. Um, and he sends a messenger, and he's like, "I got a competition tomorrow. Sorry, can't talk to you guys. <laughs> got to sing." <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Nero, oh. can't you just like postpone that competition? You know, you're the emperor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No. <laughs> I have a competition tomorrow. Very fun. So, Will, this is where I said you should take some notes because um, Nero, one of the, the things his uh, vocal coach told him 
is that for certain weeks leading up to his events, he should eat nothing but chives and oil mm. to save his vocal cords. That's it. You ever tried that one? I mean, if you take away the baked potato, yeah, that's that's a staple of my <laughs> diet. <laughs> Uh, oil, chives yeah, and oil, chives and oil, disgusting. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> breath. The breath must have been horrible. Yeah. <laughs> to make matters worse, I mean, we talked about his voice; it wasn't very good. He, when he performed, he often would lock the audience in the amphitheater <laughs> oh, the no. just so they would not leave mid-performance. Jesus. <laughs> Okay, so this was just kind of some events that I wanted to get you, get you to know Nero as like this artsy guy, and as like an artist, unhinged. right? Yeah. As an artist, right? Yeah. But now we'll kind of jump and walk through his extremely disturbing love life and like kind of series of events that happened throughout his. Uh, oh, these artists time is had the madness. In the a little bit of a a little bit of a spoiler alert: this guy dies at the age of thirty. So oh. all of this is happening. YOLO. Very, very good. Yeah, YOLO. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. The emperor. Fuck. After my research today, I could honestly say I'm not excited for hearing about his love life again. Uh, yes. <laughs> not it's, good. Not a fun one. Why is it? Uh, that one's not fun. The singing was fun. Is it kinky or something like that? Um, It could be uh, best described as terrible. Oh. Mm. Terrible. Mike, you can tell us if this is kinky. Uh, okay. Let's hear it. So, as I mentioned, his mom forced him to men- marry his stepsister Octavia when he was 16. Nero never loved Octavia, and he quickly surrounded himself with a near harem of concubines. Mm. Was that mean like whores or some shit? Whores, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ho ass hoes. <laughs> Lots of whores. <laughs> I mean, he's the emperor. I mean, they're probably just That's... flocking to him and shit. Okay, I mean, in in terms of history, emperors, kings, things like that, we're we're, st- we're not veering too much off of off the beaten path yet. The, no, the, no, the no. steps. I mean, yeah, obviously, you don't want to marry your stepsister at sixteen. Now, maybe back then a little. You know, I'm just, I just, uh, you know. Let's, let's, step. let's keep going down the road, Travis, all right? Yeah, we're, we're going. Yeah, nothing's too out of the normal yet. Um, his number one hoe was this chick called Acti. It's like act and then an E at the end. Okay. Act, okay. I guess. Just um, act, yes. Yeah. For the first so act. She, yeah, so she was a well-renowned uh, dick pleaser. Oh, uh, that's good. And nice. good Nero's girl. mom was not too happy that... Nero was spending so much time around this hot piece of that ass. Thought. Mm. Yeah. So love she, you, comes Nero. In, she comes to uh, uh, Nero and also Octavia, his wife, and he's like, yo, you probably shouldn't like hang out with this chick. It looks bad, you know? Rome is a very public place. The word rumors spread. And, um, but she, you know, and she's also power hungry herself. Like she wants to have control. So the more women that are involved in her son's life, the more control she loses and power she loses. Mm. It was like sons of anarchy. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. True Italian stepmother activity. Yeah. So I mean, but she's got to realize that her son's the emperor, not her. So near word gets back to Nero, and Nero's like, "No, I'm gonna bang whoever the fuck I want. Get the hell out of my pa- palace." Uh, I... So Agrippa Agrippina was not 
gonna be exiled from the palace, so she tries to make amends with her son, and as an olive branch, she extends her own bed so Nero can rail out act in his mom's bed. Wow, that's fucking weird. Oh, you wait, Mike. I think it's also <laughs> important to mention, Trav, uh, is the fact that Agrippina was not close to Nero at all. Like, he was raised by a bunch of other people. Yeah. And I don't think they even really met or spent any time together before they were, like, 13. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how Roman Romans operated. But, I mean, she, she definitely was... She was... I, I feel like she was above the norm of interacting with her son back in the day. Well, uh, well, yeah, no, for sure. I'm saying, but in the early life, this wasn't like she had a baby and 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 sang to it every night. She had the baby and was like, "Hold this," and then went out partying. Uh, yeah, and did that for the first ten years of his life, and then slowly introduced as well, she saw power. I, I read, wasn't she exiled, and he was raised by an aunt while his family, while they were in exile, or something like that. Yeah, there was an aunt involved, and I'm forgetting the name. But um, the mother was exiled to an island somewhere. Really? Huh? So right. She, yeah. she, Cal- she goes, Caligula, right? I think. Or, yeah, or something. So, something. Yeah. She goes. She goes often on being exiled, as I mentioned, like. I kind of wanted to skip over like a lot of her shit just in the beginning, just because I want to dive into her as an episode. Yeah, um, I just want majority... to paint a picture of what was going yeah. on, what their relationship was like. It's fairly distant yeah. in the beginning. There's not like right. much connection. Wait, it's all, like, still his mom, right? Still the mom. Yeah, still the mom. That didn't change. Still mom. But it's kind of like it's kind of like Rome's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, like so, let me exiled, this... blocked your number, got horny, called her back up. So let me get this straight. Right. His his he's got he's got a giant bed. His mom's at one end, and he's fucking chicks at <laughs> the other. I, I don't know if that's the case, but it's Is that what you just said, Travis. Before is that what I heard you say before? Well, I said no, no. It, it was more like oh, it was a metaphor. Mike. Oh, no, it was more like Mike. If you brought home like a random lady from a Tinder date, and your mom was like, "Hey, you can sleep, you can fuck her in my in your in my bed." It's terrible. Oh, it's my aunt you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, right. that's weird. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but no, also keep in mind there are slaves in in Rome, right? So even if the even if the mom was not exiled or anything, right, most of it's gonna be your son or children are gonna be raised by slaves. Same thing in uh, early America in the South. Right. Those dads would do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They'd be like, you know, uh slaves Lost raised my kids. Kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so when Nero wasn't going to town on act, he found a new main squeeze. Her name was Pompina Sabina, which sounds like a, a Nickelodeon TV show. It does. Or Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, he never really liked his like Octavia. So basically he had her exiled, then tracked out of Rome and executed just oh, so he could fuck. marry this Sabina woman. Shit, um, man. The problem was was that Sabina was actually married to a government official, which Ooh. wasn't really a problem because he just killed him too. Do you and know how he killed his Nero, wife? I'm sorry. What's that? How did he kill his wife? Did they tell like the details or? I didn't see the details uh, of how she got executed, but I know she was exiled first on the run. Is it a hitman out or some shit to fucking whack her or some crazy shit? Yeah, yeah. She's getting killed by a guy in a dress, probably with a big yeah. sword or something. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> So now Nero and Sabina could be married 
happily ever after. Maybe. Oh. So the whole mom-son issues weren't over, right? You got this power-hungry mom that's, like, trying to get close to her emperor son. Now, Nero used to hang out with a mime named Paris. So I'd imagine those conversations were very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a Hallmark card on there somewhere. We just got to rework some of the wording. (laughs) You got a friend in me kind of simple, you know. uh, I just misunderstood. You're a good listener. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Paris started to tell Nero about this plot that his mother was going to kill him. Now, this could have been total BS. I don't know. Mimes are big shit talkers. Yeah. But uh, they just, they just, you know, he started to seed these rumors in. Now, Agrippina hears the rumors as well. And she's like, I need to stay in favor with this little brat that shot out of my veg. So what's the best way to do that? Bang your own son. What? (laughs) Yeah. No way. Sober too? They're both sober? (laughs) does that matter mike i mean it would make it more like all right i was understood we're both fucked up you know (laughs) that's still fucking crazy (laughs) so they did have that giant bed i see yeah yeah they did they did they had the the alaska king which crawl on down to my side alaska king what's that like (laughs) it's i don't know what the details on it but that is the largest fucking bed Hmm. I heard the California um, King where you could, you know. Part two semis on there. Last yeah. even bigger. Oh, really? I know the California is much longer and it comes with a printout of Garen Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> so this is shocking, but it may have not been so shocking at the time because Nero for years had been brang- banging prozies uh, that looked like his mom. Like he'd go out of his way and be like, go to the brothels, and be like, you look like my mom. And then he'd bang him and then bang, like brag to his friends, like, doesn't this chick look like my mom? Hell yeah, Sigmund bro. Sigmund Freud shit, man. Right? Isn't that that dude that was all about banging moms? I, I truly wish that he sounds just like you, Travis, when you were doing that. So look at my mom, bro. Hey, you guys want to hear me sing? Oh. Oh, what a fucking sicko. <laughs> now, unfortunately, getting cream pied by your own son was not oh, enough to God. win over his respect. He ghosted his own mom? <laughs> Lost your number, mom. <laughs> yeah. It takes you back. Sorry. <laughs> Nero oh. had to get rid of her. He had seen that she's power hungry, and she he knew what she was capable of doing. He was, his son, yeah, he's he also knew. capable yeah. of doing this. So there were a few poison poison attempts on Agrippina's life, um, but Agrippina was an assassin herself, so she could she easily saw the shit coming. So she fled Rome. Now Nero sent out a messenger asking her, like, "Hey man, let or hey mom, let's uh, <laughs> hey man, mom, let's, let's like let's work things out. You know, come on back." And he sends the ship out to go pick her up from some villa out on an island somewhere in Italy where she was hiding out. But Nero and his buddy Paris, the mime, had planned this all along. You see, they had built a special ship designed to sink. <laughs> like a hole like, in the bottom You pull it? a lever and it fucking sinks. <laughs> Oops. That's like... Where's uh, the crew on the ship? No one's here. They didn't care about those people. <laughs> yeah, right? No. 
Yeah. Do you think they told the crew beforehand, like, yo, get off the ship when this lady they, gets They home. probably had, like, one guy who had a little escape raft or something in the middle of the night. He just <laughs> fucking cut cut some boards and bounced. See you. <laughs> yeah. There's very little uh, OSHA regulations back yeah. then. Also, True. the fact that they had to make a ship for this, they could have just, like, just, pull, just like, sink a ship that they already had. I mean, he, yeah, he's the emperor. Like, you couldn't just have somebody, like, stab her in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, right? right? <laughs> Sweep it under the rug type shit. Well... I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, I, you would have been a better brutal emperor, uh, Will, because sometimes the best plan, like these crazy plans that fuck? are overthought out don't work out so well. So the ship is sailing back to Rome. Nero's on the shore to receive his mom, and somebody pulls that fucking ripcord, and the ship sinks, and everyone drowns on board except for Agrippina who miraculously survived See? and was able to swim to shore, only to be clubbed to death by <laughs> Nero's bodyguards <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. I mean, imagine, like, I survived the fucking sinking ship and just this shit. I, I mean, Matt, like, they, they, they couldn't have just tied her up and thrown her overboard? Like I'm just like there's just so many other ways to do it that would have been way less complicated and stupid. Yeah, so extra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy must have been well, on some it, drugs. It'd be a lot easier to like, yeah, burn forty feet of rope than just sink a whole ship. I mean. Okay. Or like you said before, just stab her when she gets on the boat or some shit. Yeah, like just like <laughs> yeah. like send know. some guys to grab her and just bury her somewhere. <laughs> I, I mean, it's you're the emperor of Rome, and you're like, let's build a boat, and then nobody will know. It's <laughs> well, he's artsy fartsy. He's got to be all fucking. Yeah, uh, yeah remember he's, he's a fucking theater yeah. kid. Yeah, be dramatic about Christ, it. These hipsters, kid. man, yeah. so hip, <laughs> ridiculous. So Nero had one last sick moment with his mother because. uh his dead mother was there on the beach. He had his bodyguard strip her down and then started feeling up her body saying, my, I had a beautiful mother <laughs> before tossing her into the pyre and, uh, you know, burning. Uh, he would be uh, a school shooter in today's world, probably. You know, I feel like right now would be a good time for an ad read. Do we have any ads for the show today? <laughs> yeah, uh, I still haven't got one of those hats you guys got. That's an argument. That's not an ad. <laughs> We're, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> um, now, a product placement? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Travis is frozen. Oh, Travis, we lost you for a sec. Oh, you're back. And now you're back. Really? Now you're good now. Now, Nero continues to rail broads that look like his dead mom now, which is also pretty creepy. But I want to talk about a Roman holiday called Saturnalia, after the god Saturn, right? Mm. Okay. So it's pretty much like an official opposite day. So slaves would become the masters, and in some weird twist of fate and, you know, customs, the masters would be serving their slaves and being beat by their slaves and whatnot. Um, now, Nero and a bunch of his bros would hit the streets on Saturnalia and harass Roman, the citizens of Rome, and loot their houses, just beat up citizens, all this shit. And they'd take their stolen goods of these poor people in Rome and haul them back to the palace and count their winnings. It's like Halloween in a way. <laughs> yeah. What, what? What kind of holiday is this? <laughs> it's like... It's like the, the Purge or some shit. You know They're when like... you're a little kid and you say opposite day? Except yeah. also that, but real life GTA, yeah, and you the... could beat up people but to why death. The, why the fuck would anyone want to do this? It's bad. Well, look, uh, he's, he's an actor. 
Well, it's like, I'm, why are you stealing? Like, you're the emperor of Rome and you're stealing cash. Yeah. Stealing, <laughs> yeah. like, pocket change. From, from people. My, the yeah. people. Well, he is an actor, so he went out in disguise. Oh, he's wearing a No one wig. knew who he was. But he wasn't very good at it because apparently one guy on the street was like, hey, aren't you Emperor Nero? And he was like, no, dude, shut up. <laughs> and then he had then he had his bodyguards force the man to commit suicide. Mm. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, right? That's rough. Here that happens. It's like the, the, the Hillary Clinton suicide. Yeah. <laughs> <It's not> suicide. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Epstein's back then. So then... Jo- so so now we're talking about the great Roman fire, the one where he played the fiddle while Rome burned. This was on July 19th, 64 AD. Um, now, as I mentioned, no fiddle. That shit doesn't exist. But the fire burned for six days on end. Out of the 14 districts of Rome, three were left with nothing but piles of ash, and seven were scorched beyond saving. Jeez. Yeah. What, what caused the fire, they know? Well, now, it was rumored that Nero actually started the fires. Insurance claim? And again, this is, this is disputed, but he wanted to construct something called the Golden House, which was just what it sounds, a big old palace that was made out of gold and stuff. I like what but you're just thinking. The, yeah, the problem was he wanted to make it right in the middle of the city. So there were... A lot of people at the time and post-mortem with these people recounting Nero and what he did that thought that he had set out, like, a bunch of dudes to go and start fires here and there in the city and burn the city while he played his lyre on top of a roof and said, look at the flames. Um, Very Joker. Very Jokerish. Yeah. I, I got to say, uh, I, I listened to an audio book about this fellow and... Um, this source that I was listening to said that there was no instruments at all, as Nero had very little talent. So, um, in my version, he's just singing up there. Or maybe but, he like maybe he has somebody. Maybe he did like a uh, like he's holding the lyre or lyre or whatever it is. But there's like somebody like off behind a couple of boxes actually playing it, <laughs> right? Like that type of thing. You know what I mean? Or even better, one like straight like, straight Milli Vanilli. Someone yeah. where. Someone like reaching behind his robe um, and, and pretending it's his arms. You know, you have yeah, this kind of thing. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nero's yeah. hands are behind his back, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, definitely my arms." I'm so talented. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> yeah. fucking talented. I could see that. Yeah, no, there's actually it was kind of hard to research this guy because there are three sources, main sources of him, um, and they vary in credibility. Some of them are written almost a hundred years after he died. Yeah, they weren't there. So it's almost like there's three different ways that all this shit went down. And people have been, like, breaking down, like, how, like, what actually happened, you know? Right. But we're doing our best, damn it. Yeah. So the city burns to the ground. He he is able to make um, what he calls the Golden House, which is actually at the very site of the Colosseum today. Ooh. Um but only a few decades after Nero died, they tore down the Golden House and built the Coliseum. Uh, like, fuck this dude. <laughs> Cash for gold. Now, Those one of the reasons, yeah, one of the reasons why Nero was able to spend so much money is that he believed one of his captains in the Legion found Queen Dido's treasure in North Africa. She was a Carthaginian. Um, they had this big battle, 
And so Nero was like, I can spend as much as I want because the coffers will be overflowing once the treasure's discovered. Uh-oh. Now, it turns out they sent out an expedition. There was no treasure. Ooh. And what Nero was doing was just putting the empire in a huge fucking hole. <laughs> it's, it sounds like some people I know and Dogecoin. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Hi, Mike. <laughs> let's, not talk, let's not talk about Dogecoin right now. <laughs> now, the fires were truly horrific. A lot of people died in the actual fires, but the aftermath was worse. So Ooh. Nero blamed the fires on a small upstart cult that he just simply referred to as Jews, but <laughs> we now know today as Christians. Mm. Oh, we got them mixed was, up. Yeah, there was no distinction at the time between these Jewish guys that Christianity was so, like, alpha version that they were just Jews. Well, yeah, this is all what sixty something A.D. Yeah, that, yeah, that's kind of interesting to me too, because like Jesus Christ is kind of like still kind of fresh. Like, dead. yeah, it's like we're talking. It's like it's like we, we're the way we talk about David Koresh. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, right. <laughs> still, still, you can still remember the news, the news clippings, you know. Yeah, yeah. Instead that, of Pontius Pilate with match. Kennedy, it's the fucking CIA. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow, wow. <laughs> that's 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 a whole that's a whole different roast mortem. Did you guys do that one yet? No, not yet. Kennedy? Not da- yet. David Koresh? No, we didn't do no, David Koresh David either. Koresh. No, no, he's on our list. We're getting into hot territory soon. We're going to okay. stop doing these odd people and get into more fun ones. Okay, okay. Big boys. Um, all right, let, let, me, I'm not, let me step out of your production uh, uh, meeting. We leave everything in on this show. There's, okay. there's not a single edit. You hear that, Zwick? No, Continue. No, no. So Nero's guards went around wrangling up as many Christians as they could find. Two of them you may have heard of. Uh, the guy, Peter and Paul, they wrote a few chapters in this book. Mm. That people oh, yeah? Read. Isn't Peter, there? Peter is the first pope. Yeah. I mean, but, like, what was being first pope back then? That was, like, being, like, uh, I don't know, president of your high school. It's being Jesus' best friend. <laughs> That's yeah. what that is. That's uh, We talk the most at night. Yeah. It's kind of like being, like, a... Like, like the difference between like being like a, a punk rocker and like the like the early seventies, you know, like getting spit on and shit, and like Blink One Eighty Two, like you know, what I mean, like the like being the original Pope and like like the Pope now, it's you know, come on, right? Yeah, it's like a lot more day. easier to swallow. I mean, being Pope, it's like that's it's good now. Back yeah, then, back back then it was raw. It you was were cross punk, yeah. underground. Yeah. Maybe they should treat the Pope like they did when we were in Rome. I feel like he'd be a lot more humble. Hmm. I don't know. This guy, he sees the heat. The current one sees the heat, and he's trying to calm these fires. He's, yeah, I know. He's a pretty good one. Got to give him credit. Yeah, he, he's he's really good at distracting from all those sexual assaults and molestations yeah. that they cover up for. To be fair, the yeah. last guy, he just dipped out of there. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't as yeah. good. He wasn't as good as covering up all the sexual molestations that they. Blatantly ate in a bed worldwide. Well, and exactly. He was a yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just the the uh, the characterization of this pope as some cuddly guy. It's like so blatant what they did. It, yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's like oh, we need a guy who doesn't hate gays outright. Yeah, just, just to yeah. smooth some stuff out. It's like we're losing a lot of people. You know, maybe we you know maybe we shouldn't have aided and abetted child molesters worldwide for thousands of years, <laughs> or for hundreds yeah. of years. You know, right? Just that real thinking moment. Yeah. Maybe that was so where the, we went wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's perfect. No. So there were a few ways of snuffing out these Christians, right? Obviously, Mike, you had mentioned 
about the gladiatorial events of just throwing these people into uh, the Colosseum or, you know, the arena with starving lions. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little prop. Or gladiators Give or the whatever. guy a wooden spoon and he's like a pack of wild dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was and one still, like, way. chained up, too. They still have chains on their ankles and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah guy's got, like, a broken arm, hasn't eaten in five days, <laughs> got pneumonia. Here, fight these, yeah. fight these dogs and this bear. Here's here's half of a bear trap. <laughs> I gotta get a hot yeah. dog and wash this. Yeah. So that was one way, if they wanted to have more of, like, a like a little sporting event out of it. The other way was, of course, uh, the good old-fashioned OG cr- Jesus crucifixions. How? But Nero upped the uh, the... The flair that you know. This is a flashy print. Uh, yeah, this is an art, or, artist. Oh, sorry, right? artist. So, artist. so he would crucify Christians. And remember, the city's destroyed right now. There's no like street Just lighting in the and shit. You know, they used to have like fires going in the streets so you could see where you're going. So Nero would crucify the Christians and then light them on fire to light the city. Oh, so people could still. That's you know, it's fiscally responsible. Of course. Yeah. Recycling, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nero even had a dinner party using just the light, the Philips U bulb of uh, Chris burning Christians. <laughs> That's, oh wow. That, it's like Vlad the Impaler-esque, just like a different method kind of thing. Like, the atmosphere must have been very nice back then. Wow. I, I, I feel bad for technical support there. You know, I feel bad for the people who are being burnt alive, but secondarily, the people who have to keep lighting them. Yeah. Or else they're yeah. going to be yeah. on fire. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. I gotta do this. Yeah, I got. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. It's not just a job. I gotta see. I can't see right yeah. now. It's dark out. <laughs> just following orders. So this persecution uh, of the Christians will build upon his antichrist image that we will get into post mortem. Um, so now that Nero has his golden house built after the fire, Nero was happy. Him and Sabina, they actually were in love. He loved this woman. So this is the perfect time for Nero to come home drunk from a gladiatorial arena event and kick Sabina to death while she was pregnant with her second Jesus. child. Jesus. Vibes. Wow. Perfect time. Perfect. That, that's, that's cruel. Yeah. You know? And Nero mourned and mourned her death, mainly by banging hookers that looked like his dead wife. You think but, he was a schizophrenic? Oh, I don't maybe. Know, definitely. I, yeah. We are not a psychology show. Well, he murdered your wife, and you feel remorse. I mean, I guess maybe he felt bad after he did it. You're right. Maybe he could just be regretful. How do you think you would feel? I don't know. I guess he just must not <laughs> like Depends her. Depends on the, the wife. Yeah, I guess. I really didn't like her. I guess it was for a reason. I mean, Mike. Mike, he just he was in so much pain that he he killed his wife accidentally when he was drunk coming back from. The oh, street. he was drunk. I forgot that part. That you yeah. do dumb things. He, he was in so much pain he couldn't stand it. He took his first child that they had together on a fishing trip and drowned him with his own hands. <sighs> well, he can't find out I killed his mom, so I got to take care of him, too. <laughs> yeah. you know, so, sounds like he's clearing the way for a new wife. <laughs> yeah, here are these loose ends. This is like uh, Matthew Broderick upset. This is yeah. really upset. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't his on accident? Uh, it's a joke. I mean, who knows how upset he actually was. True. Uh, you know... Fuck. Not very much. He's got that Godzilla money coming in, dog. Yeah, 1999 Godzilla. Exactly. That's how we all remember Matthew Broderick from Godzilla from 1999. <laughs> Talk about worms. 
I, 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 I don't even know that. I gotta say, man, I, I rewatched Glory a few weeks ago, the Civil War movie with Matthew Broderick. Good movie. He acted mm-hmm. his ass off, and I still just it, like like he, he couldn't have played the part better, and he still just does not work. Like they really. How are you gonna yeah. How are you gonna try to picture Matthew Broderick as this hard ass like you know U.S. Army, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the Civil War, like you know. Uh, captain or whatever he was. Yeah, it's, not good casting. He looks too much like a pencil pusher. He, I mean, yeah, like he just and he and it wasn't for lack of acting. He was he he tried right, but yeah, but superficially, you know, like so you just some people don't fit the part. It yeah. was almost like Jumanji where they have like Kevin Hart, but he's really the Rock. You know, it was just it was just like you know, didn't <laughs> work. Yeah. But it just but it was a real movie. It was a real casting decision. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you don't have to. No, apologize you mean on this show. I, I, ju- I jumped you guys right into the Civil War, and we we're back in ancient Rome. I'm sorry. Oh, we did the su- Civil War a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah, this is we're the king of uh, being derailed on tangents. So yeah. don't worry about it, Will. Yeah, right. Will, you do such a good job on Heavy Hole of keeping it on track. Imagine Justin just having a show. <laughs> That's this. This is, you know, fact, I can't wait to have him on this show again. Justin's pulling the strings. It's just <laughs> pushing the fish, pulling the fishing lines. We're living in a, a Cinema 4D emulator that he's building. Oh, dope. <laughs> so Nero, you know, he uh, yeah, he 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 cleared the space for a new marriage. He married this married this chick called Statilla Messalina. That's Selena. All right. That's a mouthful. That's a, uh, is she Mexican? That sounds Mexican. Uh, yeah, she was uh, uh, south of the Italian border, yeah. the ocean. She was a sea urchin. A sea person. A sea cucumber. That's beautiful. That's romance. Uh, but she actually survived this black job, Nero. But I will say, Nero was actually married to two other people. Now... Enter some of the strangest people of our story. The first one being a guy named Sporus. Well, that wasn't actually his real name because Sporus was Greek for seed. And by seed, I mean jisms, scientifically. Okay. Thank you for science. Yeah. So So Nero's married to him? Yeah, Nero's married to this guy named Cum. All right. Hey, free love, man. I did read about that. This is, you know... Like, so while, as, like while he's married to the woman, too? Yes, while he's married to the this new, her, his third wife. The sister wives. Yeah. Oh, this one's not related. I mean, sure, they're related somehow, but they're not stepsisters. Ah. Uh. <laughs> um, so, as I mentioned, Nero was going around banging broads that looked like his dead wife, Sabina, still while he was remarried. Morning. To, uh, yeah, morning. So, he saw this boy, and he's like... Yo, your name is Sporus, or come. Uh, you look like my dead wife. Oh, no. Pro- the problem is, is that she didn't have a dick. So Nero took little Sporus and castrated him, oh. dressed him up like Sabina, and then got married during a drunk- drunken orgy to this boy. <laughs> Jeez. And that's what happens when you don't have uh, television. <laughs> you just do weird <laughs> shit. You're bored. <laughs> It's what happens when you have basic cable. Yeah. yeah. You don't get those packages. Extra channels. If Nero only had the Andy Griffith show yeah, to was, bring him just just senses. something to come home to every night and go, it's going to be fine. My community cares for me. Absolutely not. I'm going to be the, the most depraved man I can. Imagine that. Imagine how many steps of like sanity you need to be away. Yeah. 
to be able to do something like because he was mutil he mutilated the kid. Yeah, oh yeah, sucks. like he. <sighs> it's supposed this we're supposed to do comedy on the show. I invite Will on so we can laugh, and he's a he's crying on the couch. I, I'm I'm actually picturing a defeated sanity album cover. It's one right behind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but 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 go on. That's why I brought you on, Will. This yeah. was some brutal ass shit. This yeah. is boys getting. Castrated. Yeah, Tom, I think Tom's trying to like. He, he's trying. He's trying to. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Um, displace. What, what do they call that? He's like trying to displace his his offensive his offendedness on me. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps I. I barely know myself, so maybe I am doing. <laughs> I that. barely know you too, Tom. It's okay. So the other person that Nero married was a guy named Pythagoras. Not the math boy. We didn't know the Pythagoras theorem, right? All that shit. I forgot what that was. Was that PEMDAS? Did he do it? Yeah, it was PEMDAS. But <laughs> basically, no, this guy was a freed slave who... Um, now, interestingly enough, like, I want to get into this. Romans had a very interesting way of looking about sex and, like, homosexuality and genders and all this shit. We can, uh, now, we can start our master series right now because we're talking about gender yeah what is gender right let's get jordan peterson on for the rest of the show i'll call him so uh, for lack of a better term romans saw people that were gay or like i mean i can't think of a better term like a gay person is a flamboyant kind of like or well it's a person that gets penetrated okay so if you were a man or a woman that penetrated someone so like a woman finger blasting someone or what like you were you were like the the straight guy you know what i mean does that make sense yeah if you were pitching instead of receiving yeah like it didn't matter what sex you were having like you could be a man having as long sex as you were with pitching. another man as long as you're penetrating yeah. you were like seen as like the straight guy yeah or the straight saying. woman you know all right fair enough so Nero almost always did the pumping. He was a big old pumper. He liked to put his... He's an emperor. He's, he's got to be... He's, he's got to be pitching. He's making up shoes and then fitting in them. So except for Pyth- Pythagoras, because Pythagoras, his, nix- his nickname was Doris Forus, which in Greek is the spear bearer. <laughs> Damn. So during anaconda. a drunken... During another drunken orgy, Nero married Pythagoras, but this time Nero dressed up as the bride, uh, complete with a gown for his spear bearer. Eternal frat boy. Yeah. Now, Pythagoras was the guy that Nero turned to when he wanted some good old-fashioned debauchery, like fucking clockwork orange shit. So Nero and Pythagoras would throw these massive orgy parties, the biggest one called the Banquet of Taganellus, uh, which they made a massive artificial lake in the middle of Rome, complete with an amphitheater and pop-up brothels on the shoreline. Oh. Now, the main event was a play that, of course, Nero was part of, where a bunch of boys and girls were tied to stakes in the middle of this amphitheater. Now, Nero played the role of the wild beast and then proceeded to eat them. And by eat them, I mean suck their dicks and eat them out. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was like, this is like in front of everyone, right? This is like on yeah, the stage. Yeah, in front of everyone. 
Man, I wish selling hot dogs in the crowd is fucking. <laughs> oh man, that's fucked. Man, I wish we had an ad to read right now. This is uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little uh, it's harsh, man. Dark. What are you doing to this show? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just trying to I'm trying to bring it up to speed here. You know, I'm trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Is like Rome get... still like burnt down too? Is everything still like burnt around them? Like all this shit still. Like, yeah, is everything up? going to shit and like the economy's yeah. fucked up and there's no. Um, municipal services, and he's just throwing these crazy fucking orgy <laughs> shows and weird that's, shit. That's a exactly, giant pool in the middle of the fucking state. That's exactly what's happening. So, um, uh, the, the the city is still rebuilding. He's making lakes in the middle of it. And while all of this shit is going on, everything I've said, all this debauchery, Rome was a empire at war, right? So, they were fighting Queen Bodica up in Britain. Um, they also were fighting the first Jewish war in Rome, where Rome breached the walls of Jerusalem and destroyed the Second Temple of Jerusalem. Also, the Gauls and Armenians were spiking off battles in Eastern Europe and France. And Nero was just spending and spending on all these fucking crazy things. And how do you make money if you're, you know, the, the king of uh, state or the president? You tax people. You ratchet up the tax, right? Well, so why not? These, yeah, you, these you people... don't have a home. You know what you could use? <laughs> Some taxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> their fucking homes are burnt, and he's just ratcheting up the taxes, right? So this obviously pissed off a lot of the upper crust in Rome, and uh, two major Roman governors. Also, you got to remember the size of Rome too, right? Like this was Massive, the biggest. Right? empire right like they yeah. owned everything in europe they owned parts of africa they owned things in the middle east um so there were places like in you know G modern day germany or britain or um the middle east that they had nothing to do with these fires but they have this crazy guy just be like i need more tax give me hello <laughs> <laughs> i need to have drunken orgy yeah, you go fuck kids is fucking sicko. Yeah, the, the priority is just amazing. Like, I like the idea of this man-made lake, and he's out there doing some kind of sport play on, a, on a wave racer. He's <laughs> scooting around, Grandiose. collecting children, yeah, doing like... on kid cheeks. Uh, and everyone's sitting on the shore of this man-made lake watching a guy going around, and it's like, what... What is this? What is... <laughs> this dickhead's making me fucking pay a shit ton of taxes. Yeah. The more I learn about ancient Rome, the m the more QAnon seems like like it might make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like it's probably all based on ancient Rome. What these fucking politicians are doing, right? This is fucking Epstein yeah. Island shit. Yeah, it, it really is now. I mean, you basically just described the original Epstein Island, but they were using it as like a. It was a, normal back then. They were, yeah, they were they were putting on a fucking musical with it. You know, <laughs> they made the whole damn play. Boat. Yeah, running around. Yeah. Right. It's Epstein's Island with Hamilton going on in the background. Jesus. See, this Christ. is how our government got better with it. Here, we don't see it. We don't get the show. Yeah. We, we get the Andy Griffith. Yeah, you could just. We get America's Got Talent so we can not think about it. Anymore. Not think about it. these terrible yeah. things are probably happening Listen, somewhere. Yeah. Don't judge my mother for watching Big Bang Theory, okay? That's all I got to <laughs> say. Uh, I'm Did judging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. My dad's favorite show. I judged him. <laughs> oh, My favorite show, Drake and Josh. Uh, Drake's a pedophile. Yeah, what is going oh, yeah, on? That, that yeah, that came out in the news recently, right? Drake is a pedophile yeah, now, he's, too? Uh, he endangered a No, Josh is clean. 
for now. For now, at least we don't know. Yeah, he, he, I feel like Josh is innocent. He's a little, he was a. I feel like he was a sweetheart. He looks like a nice guy. Yeah, I think I think it's like I think it's like Washington. If you're in Nickelodeon, you're dirty. Yeah, little, you gotta get your hands dirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Viacom, the whole damn thing. Yeah, if you're, yeah. You know why they stopped doing the gack on Nickelodeon? Because it hit a little too close to home. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We're as executive producers and lizard people. We're getting way too turned on by this television program. <laughs> Please put Fairly Odd Parents on. <laughs> So there were two Roman governors that weren't in Rome. They're one of the, they're both in Europe. One was like in modern day uh, Germany, and the other one was like I guess like Holland ish. Uh, it was these guys named Vendex and Gaba, Ga- Galba, Galba, Vendex and Galba. They both sound like San Francisco startup companies. Yeah, yeah. So they staged a revolt in March of sixty eight, and. Nero tried to squash the rebellion, but Galba had enough sway in Rome to make the Senate and the Praetorian Guard turn on Nero. So now, you know, this guy's been running amok on the city, and everyone's like, oh, okay, we see this dude. He's he's a lot better than you are. Maybe you shouldn't be there. It seems like anyone you would bump into in this time period would be better than Nero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, really? Because, I mean, it honestly just seems like, I mean, who was the emperor? Like, like all these Roman emperors end up being fucked up and having orgies, don't they? Well, uh, so from what I understand, like, they got progressively worse. Like, before this, um, for a longer term, it was Caligula. There was a guy in between, but he didn't last as long. But Calig- Claudius. Claudius. And then it was Caligula, who was also out of his fucking mind. And um, before then... Fuck, I forget. It, well, you had Augustus. Yeah, it turned from being a republic to an empire, and that's when shit got really hairy. Yeah. Where they were able to, like, make it a state that was really being run by people who had hands-on experience. Um, it wasn't so much, like, biologically passed down in this whole, like, fucking weird game. Just, just like, 50 years before. It, so... Yeah. It wasn't that long of a period where Rome got that fucked up. Sounds like whoever's going to replace Nero is just going to end up sucking fucking kids' dicks on a stage somewhere anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're, all, they're, they're all fucked <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. This, this shit is cursed, man. All right, yeah. I'm just going uh, kid so, so Nero saw what was happening, and he fled the city with his buddy, uh, his a few actor buddies, his secretary, and Sporo, sperm boy. <laughs> that must have been some caravan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So they moved from place to place, and eventually Nero got a courier that said the Senate had declared him as public enemy. Oh, uh-oh. So, yeah, little Galba, little Galba boy was um, was making waves in the Senate, and he was like, we gotta get rid of this guy. He's a fucking maniac. Um, so with horses, like, you know, I guess they tracked him down, and, like, the horses were, like, you'd hear horses in the background, like, ready to, like, catch this guy. Nero and his friends dug a grave for Nero, and he Nero unsheathed his dagger and said, "Qualis artefactus perio," which means, "I, what an artist dies in me." <laughs> then oh, he, gr- God. then he, then he grabbed his dagger and put it against his throat. Now this pussy boy couldn't end his own life. Oh, so he asked bunted. his private secretary to thrust the blade through his throat. And the secretary said, okay, 
<laughs> with pleasure. And ended Nero at the age of 30 in 68 AD. And Nero fell face first into the grave that he had dug himself. How, How about that? I'm surprised that a rich kid like him would dig the grave himself, especially with other people there. He definitely has someone else. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure they were helping. Well, it's, it's one or two things. He had someone else help, or the grave was like like six inches deep. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little dirt pile. Yeah. So, like, ah, oh, we got to cover him up. Uh, let's dig more of a hole. He supervised while they did it. And yeah, and that was Nero. Now, I do have some post-mortem, but what are your, your guys' thoughts on this uh, crazy, crazy boy? Did you think he was as sick as he was, or I, did you not know enough uh, about him? His or? progressive nature is one that I can admire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, uh, what else? He's a sick man. Yeah. What am I going to think? Yeah. He's terrible. I mean, he sh- this should have happened earlier, and he's only 30. Yeah. yeah. He definitely lived life to the fucking... Fullest, I guess. I mean, in a fucked up way. Yeah. Well, I feel like now I know, like, uh, what would have happened if every rich kid, pretty boy I went to school with was given unlimited power. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. Very true. So, in the post mortem here, I was talking about how Nero became the Antichrist, which is, like, you know, again, the metal tie in and the Antichrist and 666 and all this stuff. Right. Now, this is really interesting. So, Nero's death was widely celebrated throughout the empire. Um, his statues and artwork were smashed and destroyed. A lot of th- a lot of people think that he had a demnato memori, which means that he's completely expunged from the record, but that wasn't the case. Um, they just were like, "Fuck this dude," and pulled a bunch <laughs> of statues down. It's um, important to like not erase every bad thing, you know. That's a form of right. whitewashing itself. Like you have to but know. I'm to pretty remember. sure for saying that you're actually a Nazi. I am actually. I'm a Confederate yeah. Nazi. Yeah, you're, and I'm Jewish. Yeah. And, I, I, and I run the media. You're actually yeah. canceled from both podcasts for insinuating that it could possibly be wrong to erase <laughs> something from history. It's been a good time yeah. on the shows, but now I'm out. Tom's yeah. big brother. Fucking history. Bye bye, Tom. This guy's a bigot over here. I'm such no, a but God. but the Romans did that. Like they would like basically damn someone to memory. I think we talked about it on one of the um, end of year episodes. Um, they'd erase people from history, but that wasn't the case with Nero. Now the people that really hated Nero were obviously the Christians with all these uh, Burnings, executions yeah. that happened after the fires. Nero just had a hard boner for killing Christians and huh. Jews alike. Well, also, you mentioned before, like, the Christians, they were getting all uppity because he kept calling them Jews. Yeah. Like, no, we're not the Jews anymore. We changed. Okay? What different? We got a new logo now. Okay. Huh. But you guys talk like Jews. It's just like, so what? We still like bagels and schmear. I know. And kids. It's just different. Things change. They change quickly. You know? Everyone likes bagels. Yeah. Let's you see real. this? This is the cross you hung up for best right friend on. Hmm. They were. I mean, it's very hard to imagining that that uh, transitioning point in history where some Jews turned into Christians. But they're all it's a Judeo religion. The same thing with with Islam is like based on that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very strange that history progresses and no one likes to talk to each other anymore. So. Yeah, the Christians did not like this guy. And now, when Nero died, when he had his throat uh, slit or stabbed through, um, he was on the run. And the only people that saw him die were 
his closest friends and sperm boy husband. Mm. Um, now, not everyone believed that he was actually dead. Because, like, you didn't see it. Uh, oh, like you know. Tupac kind of shit? Living yeah. in, like, uh, exile somewhere? Except if Tupac was, like, shot while hiking in Yosemite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, not everyone believed he's dead. And actually, for centuries after Nero died in, in 68, people thought that Nero would magically somehow return from the woods and wreak havoc once again. Oh. This happened up until the 5th century, where peop actual people were claiming to be Nero coming back from the dead um, or just, like, returning magically from the woods. Hmm. That's creepy. So imagine the Bible being written during, because, you know, it didn't just magically pop out. I mean, obviously, the Old Testament is the Torah, but the New Testament didn't just, like, happen right away when Jesus died. Like, he didn't, like, publish it while he was on the cross. There were years and years of these guys, you know, his disciples writing the Bible. And this was all happening while Nero was, like, persecuting the Christians. And um, now the book of Revelations mentions the whole idea of an Antichrist. So this dude, Augustine of Hippo, who was an early biblical scholar in 422, actually took various writings, like, primary sources from disciples, which I think a lot of now are gone, and connected the lines that to make the archetype of the Antichrist to be Nero himself. Very interesting. Oh. So you're saying without Nero, there would be no uh, no power metal? Yeah. Or uh, iron, let's start with Iron Maiden to cover the basics. Mm -hmm. do, do all the beast stuff. There'd be no satanic panic. Oh, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> what are you coming back from? I mean, like, it is odd if the Bible doesn't mention an actual devil, like, post-Genesis to the end of it. Like, yeah. it all skips over. There's no devil talk at all. It's just only in the beginning and only at the end. Well, there might be Nero. I mean, there's, like, there's that passage where the devil takes Jesus and, and offers him all the power and everything of the world. Right, that's kind of There's, like I would say that's towards the end, though, in a way, because like he was, he was in his thirties after that time of disappearance. Yeah. You know, uh, like I mean, it's just not it's it's not just in the Old Testament, though. No, no, it's uh, it's the old and towards the end or latter latter um, timeline of the end. So like the you know the the New Testament the timelines over Matt overlap between Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, so. It seems to be towards the end in which they, you seem to have like this characteristic pop up there. I don't know. I'm not a professional Bibler. Well, some other professional Biblers, and including ones at the Vatican, believe that the number 666, Mark of the Devil, right, is actually code for Nero. So in Hebrew, and I don't really totally understand this because. Hebrew is a very strange language, and I'm not a linguistic. I'm gonna person. I'm gonna play stupid right now. Keep going. Yeah. So Hebrew, the sum of the numerical equivalents of the Hebrew letters spell out the word Neron Kaiser or Neron Caesar. Mm. So something to do with their language. If you, you you add it all up, and it turns into 666, that represents Nero Caesar. Oh, fair enough. Uh, a biblical scholar 
um, in the maintenance department at my job tells me that Joe Biden is actually the Antichrist. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Might I'm, be. I'm on the fence between your, your input and his. <laughs> he also told me that Hillary Clinton and like a dozen other people were in a secret jail like two years ago too. So I don't know. It's it's not yeah. really them. Yeah, he's it's VR jail. I, I, this guy is on his phone a lot when he should be working. But well, anyway, would you introduce me? Yeah, we'll, I will get him. We'll get him on the phone on Heavy Hole one day. Hey, get him on the phone. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, go go ahead, Travis. No, no, no. That is Nero, my friends. Uh, the actual Antichrist. Uh, Crazy fucking emperor that not just well he never fiddled while Rome was burning. Banged his uh, mom. That's it, fucking crazy. Banged his mom. Uh, may have played earlier when Rome was burning. <laughs> may have just sung. May have definitely banged his mom. And yeah, just banged yeah. kids. This, this thing about the Antichrists, it's like uh, well, like they always say, like with the Bible, like you're not supposed to. Um, you're not supposed to act like you know what time the the revelation is coming and the end is coming and all mm-hmm. the judgments coming and all that sort of thing and like it could be any time and throughout the the, the the centuries now, uh, throughout Christianity, people have always thought like it was upon us a hundred years ago. They like people thought it was World War Two. Then before that, yeah. they thought it was this. They thought it was that. So like, are you saying like then while they were kind of um, extremely early on, then like like sixty something A.D. like like because Nero was such uh, anti-christian big huge larger than life personality that like that might have been like the inception of that idea where like people thought that it was the end of the world and he must have been the, like the devil incarnate and all for for all this to oh. happen oh yeah i mean the whole rapture thing has just been happening for 2000 century or two thousand like, years and it kind of like and starts with him kind of yeah even even you know uh, 60 years into Christianity, 68 years into Christianity, people thought the world was going to end when Nero returned out of mm. the woods. You know, when he was still alive, right? Like, yeah. he's like, oh, Nero's going to come back. He's going to be the Antichrist, and that's going to trigger the end of days. That's interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. Which is, is kind of interesting. And then it became more magical, right? Like, yeah. you know, as, as it was obvious that Nero um, was not gonna was died you know like right people he, like hitler hitler's still alive in brazil it's like okay maybe he escaped to brazil but he's dead now <laughs> yeah see yeah. how like how yeah. old would he yeah he probably, he's got a blood boy yeah for yeah, some yeah. reason we're eternally <laughs> stuck like right before 9-11 happened in our brains with all these like especially our world war ii info forget about the fucking bible stuff but everyone yeah. you know Oh my goodness, we have a terrible problem down south and it's not the hyperinflation, it's the hidden Germans. I'm I'm stuck <laughs> pre-9/11 in terms of brutal death metal. I just I just want that old unique leader United Guttural sound back from the 90s. We, every week we talk about that. Yeah, man. I'm so, I'm sorry we're going into heavy hole podcast territory. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, so I respect it. Yeah, that's Nero, boy. Wow, interesting, man. Interesting. And I gotta say, I know you, you know. I, I I did the little Cliff's notes. I read the Wikipedia. I familiarized myself with those albums we talked about, man. But this is—it's got me like thirsty now for a little bit more of this like ancient Rome stuff. I, I was telling Tom on the break we took before. I got a DVD of the movie Caligula. I think Roddy McDowell's in it. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar. Yeah, I've never watched it, but I gotta go watch it now, man. It's got me kind of interested in all this debauchery. That one's X-rated, which uh, is pretty crazy. It was, like, banned in most theaters. 
Oh, I yeah, don't, Clockwork I, Orange Boy. I don't have kids, and they wouldn't be in the room when I watch <laughs> it anyway. So we're gonna we're gonna watch it. All right, I'll let I'll Hell let yeah. you know. Hey, that if you can get out. on DVD, that's pretty good. Slimmer slimmer than a VHS. Yeah, fits on the shelf. Physical media. Yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, watch out for the big girls. Yeah. So look, <laughs> um, look. I know you said there was no fiddle, but there was way too much diddle tonight. Oh, yeah. you know what a I mean. A lot of diddle. So yep. I'm kind of upset with my friend Travis for doing great research. Oh boy! Yeah, I feel kind of disturbed a little bit, Travis. Thanks. I mean, I'm the thing. The thing with the amphitheater, I was like, that was that was a little surprising. The execution of that act. Yeah. But I was like, I gotta say, like, anytime you mention ancient Rome, I kind of just think like we're we're going someplace very very sleazy. Yeah, I mean, it makes it easier to goof around with the idea because it's two thousand years ago. But still. Yeah, it's the part of me that's like, uh, that's pretty brutal. You know, maybe. Well, well what's well, what's? I mean, that, that's that's it is it is crazy. But like the other day, Tom, when you when you invited me on the show, and like you know, you you before you told me what the topic was, I said to you, I was like, you know, I respect you guys' show, I enjoy the show, but me personally, I, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable roasting someone who was like alive within my lifetime. I will never invite you, know? you on. For anyone who has died before the uh, after the eighteen hundreds, thank yeah, the, I, I gotta oh, give you that buffer time. That's I mean maybe you know maybe if it was someone who was like a a, di- a particularly dick or something like that, but like yeah, it's like the separation of time just kind of adds that huge buffer where you're like, but I mean yeah, well because also I guess there's something in the back of my head too where it's like. Like Travis said, like this was all recorded by three different sources a hundred years after it has. So it's like you always have that thing in your back of your head where you're like, well, Chris Hansen wasn't there with a camera crew. We don't know if it really went down. <laughs> yeah. right. It might not have happened. I can sleep at night, you know, with yeah. that. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's what I kind of I brought up the whole I wanted to bring up the whole thing of Roman sexuality and the, the, the pumpers and the pumpies. Mm. Right. Because like like having sex with with boys and we've talked about this on the show with yeah. other people we've roasted. Like, that was not That was calm back strange. then, right? That was not strange. But what Nero did was absolutely fucking strange. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even in the context, even in the context of Rome, this guy was a fucking... Yeah, there was shit. there was like some you know there was like you know like like regular like serious looking guys in togas that were banging little kids and they were like Nero, you're wild and you know yeah, yeah right chuck that kid's dig off, bro. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's Nero. That's wow. the Antichrist. Wow, very fun, Travis. Thank you so much for doing that research. Will, thank you for joining us. Through my this, uh, my uh, my pleasure, man. Yeah, very interesting. You learn something new every day. It's been perilous, Mike. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't hit that rabbit. You know, me too. I was I was pretty upset. I was like, I hate killing things. I'm know? glad you didn't hit that 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 uh, skate mom that was asking you to take the pictures, yeah. man. It would have been awkward for you at your job, man. I mean, should have hit it. I should. Yeah. I, should I mean, would have been awkward. Lonely. That that kid would have been looking at those pictures years from now. Like that guy banged my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't want that. I mean, he gave me a sticker, so it's all good. You don't want that karma. Was that, was that sticker just her phone number? Was it, hello, my name is mom? Yeah, did you look on the back of the... <laughs> I, should, I should give my number on the back of the sticker. I should be like, hey, yeah. get your kid out of skate. Hey, next time I come... Dude, next yes, time yes, that happens... skating lessons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got an episode now of Rose Mortem. Now, now we're yeah. entering Robert Kardashian territory with skating lessons. He's a skateboarder now? No, when he got... When his wife... When, uh, when fucking Chris was getting tennis lessons. 
Yeah. Watch out. It's always in uh, the lessons. Yeah. Because they, they, that hand-on uh, teaching if, is very uh, touchy-touchy. If you can book time to do something that you're not going to compete in, then you can book time to have sex. dirty sex. <laughs> it's just the way it is. You got a lot of money. You can buffer it. You know, you can... Right. Yeah, exactly. There's a story behind every tennis ball. Yeah, money, right. money sweetens the deal. Yeah. With that, why don't you go check out Heavy Hole Podcast? It's uh, it's oh, probably speaking it's, of money sweetening the deal, Tom. That's right, man. <laughs> we talk about money. All of a sudden, I think about that real money show I'm on. Yeah. Uh, Heavyholepodcast.com, uh, and then for this show, it's roastmortemcast.com. Mm. Go to either one of those websites. There's links. Explore. Still haven't got a hat yet. From, you uh, never did. Dude, I haven't got a Danky Shane hat yet. I'm gonna- Mike, you need to buy a hat just like every other person. Well, I'm on this show. I'm going to buy this hat. hat. I'm not buying you a hat. No one's <laughs> buying you a hat. They're not, they're not pre-made. No one who's on the show anymore is buying you a hat. Okay? Uh, if the listeners out there <laughs> buy me a hat. <laughs> Someone buy Mike a hat. God damn it. Danky Shane. Thanks, Will. Appreciate yeah. you coming by, man. Thanks, Appreciate Will. it, man. Hey, Thank well. you, guys. It was a blast, show. man. Danky. Danky.